Welcome, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman. You're on the podcast with Very Best of Living. I'm here with my colleague and great friend, Kathy Larson. Good morning, Dr. Hartman. Good morning. Great to have everybody. How are you doing? I'm very good. Almost Thanksgiving. I'm ready to, my kids are coming home. Oh, that's this great. COVID craziness. Oh, so isn't we'll that see fun? They have to. Their, their colleges are closing, so they have to go home. I they mean, just closing. <laughs> they're <Wow>. stuck. <laughs> you know, it's a, I, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this has been a very unique uh, challenge for a lot of people in terms mm-hmm. of dealing with COVID and how it impacts change in our lives. And my heart goes out to a lot of people who truly have been knocked off their center. I, I, I just am stunned by whether it's losing someone close to them, like death. Or losing yes. a business, which they've lived their whole life to, 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 you know, create. I mean, whatever it might be, loss, loss is tough. It is very yes. tough. So we, we send it's our- It's hard to redefine, you know, our, my, just in my world, and I'm sure everybody in some ways feeling this or, or like you said, that loss piece, but like if you can, you know, we usually get together with family yes. and it's just so easy right now to go. It's really easy to start picking things that make it okay for you to get together. But I've got a 94 year old mother and we wow. were all going to get together and God bless her. I mean, at 94, she's like, I don't care. Come home. You know, she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Whatever it means. But we're like, no mom, oh. no, I'm not, I'm not coming home. I'm going to hold on and vaccines are closed. Yep. So you yep. know, let's just hold on and not get anybody sick, but it is so hard. You know, like it feels you have to really define some traditions right now too. At least we are. Well, it makes you appreciate the ones you have, like how much it oh, means, for sure. right? I've always thought about that because obviously in my career, I've dealt with people who are somewhat estranged from family at times or they're lonely or whatever. And yeah. I've, I've really felt for them in these family kind of traditional times uh, when yeah. they're alone, when they're detached from any kind of connection. That breaks my heart. Yes. I, 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 just, I just think it's a very human challenge, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's why we're talking about what we're talking yeah, about is. is helping people connect in a better way. I mean, you know, it's not, and, and it just is so relevant. Anytime you talk about it, looking at, at the color code and the character code, which we're going to kind of delve in today is this, this, how do we connect better? And right. how and how can we move down, you know, this path uh purposefully, you know? And I like what you talked about, you and Paco, you do every year this annual event of your character yeah. code profiles with each other. It's so wonderful to have like landmarks, like to see progress and change. And even if you're not if you're slipping in an area, it's just helpful to go, Oh my gosh, you're right. I haven't paid attention to that. I need to pay attention. Right. I, I love people who move through this journey with purpose. I love that. I think it's terrific. And by the way, to our listeners, please be kind to yourself. Like, come on. Like the reality is, I don't think you deserve a ribbon because you ran the race. Just just so you know. I think you deserve to know you ran the race. The fact that you ran it is what character is about. It's not whether you have to be given a ribbon for it. And the more Mm -hmm. legit you become, the less you need external forces to validate your truth. You'll be more in dignity with yourself when who you are and what you do is because of what you intrinsically feel, not because of what people extrinsically comment on. And that's what we're working on. You know, I was thinking about this last night when I was watching, I was watching a football game and, you know, with empty stadiums and I was really wondering about what the athletes feel like, how many of them were 
you know, that, I mean, yes. they're piping in, you know, the, yes. the cheers. Isn't that funny that they're piping in the, yeah. the, the cheers <laughs> and a the great things, point. you know, but yes. I just think it's, it, I would love to, to talk to one of those professional athletes and even the yeah. college athletes and go, what does it feel like just out there doing your thing with nobody telling you you're great? Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what, Kat, the thing I have loved about that is that some coaches have the ability to create the team camaraderie within themselves. Yes. They don't need it externally. It's within the, the group and others don't, they don't have that. Like the superstars that want to be kind of noticed for themselves yep. don't get that. Right. There's yeah, no audience. That is really true. Cause I was watching the Seahawks last night. They uh -huh. were kind of like doing their own, like, you know, they were dancing and jumping up and down. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's just interesting to see what, the, how this is impacting. So that's a great point. And you think of their yellow coach who promotes that, right? Like yep. celebrating, right? I, I just think it's so important that our listeners start thinking about, okay, so what am I going to commit to? Um, I want to recommend that you go online, taylorhartman.com, and you take the character profile, like find out where your strengths and limitations are. When you take the personality profile, it tells you your core motive and it tells you the percentages of the other things you have and it gives you a great like report on what to do and who you are. But it doesn't show you specifically each area you're strong and weak, which is what the character profile does. And so that's an important step to take or pick up the book. The anniversary um, is the best mm -hmm. one because it's got both the people code and the character code in it. You can get, get that on Amazon. It's a great book yes. that gives you both. So, and it's got the test in it as well, right? Yes. But on yes. the other hand, I want us also to talk about why it's hard to become charactered. And then let's step into uh, step number one of valuing yourself today. So we'll start a little yeah, bit with great. why it's hard to be charactered. What are your thoughts on that? On why, why it's, it's hard. hard to become charactered? Yep. <laughs> well, because you have to, you have to look at yourself in a way that you have to, first of all, recognize where you want to be, you know, sit in, sit in and understand that you want to, um, where you're falling short and not always falling short, but maybe something that you're like, boy, I'm watching my mom move through life as a white. Yeah. And I love how she listens and accepts. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do I do that? Yes. Because I see the effect on people. Yes. That's cool. What a cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's start with that for a minute. So number okay. one, you have to be humble enough to realize that I have value. I'm not worthless. I have value, but I'd like to add to that value. Uh, if you don't have humility, which means I think humility is the best defined as you are a child of God, but you're not God. So you have great worth because you have an identity, but you're not perfect. So there's always room to evolve, right? And mm -hmm. when you look at your mom, cat, you realize that wonderful gift that she has of listening. Yes. She doesn't interrupt. She doesn't make it about herself. She has that ability to hear what you're really saying. That's a great, yes. your awareness of that came with your humility. You could very easily have said, but I'm yellow and I'm more fun. People enjoy me. You could have gone there, but instead you said, because I am those things, that's terrific. Now I want to add to it, which is cool. So you find, in my mind, the best thing you do, what I say at retreats is, pick the three limitations that are most damaging to who you want to be, how you mm -hmm. want to be seen, what you want to be able to, to contribute. Pick the three things and then find the antidote to those three poisons that you're drinking in the positives. And by the way, 
If I have a weakness in yellow, I cannot find the antidote in yellow positive. I have to go outside my core to find it. Can I ask you a question here? Yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing this and say I pick up the book and I do the color code yep. and I look um, and then I do the character code, does it matter if those limitations are in my core color or not? Does that matter? No, that's a great point. I, I will say this, which is really kind of interesting. Say you've never heard of the color code, right? But you're okay. interacting with somebody. You intuitively know when they're out of their core. You intuitively feel it. So if you're acting in negatives outside of your core, that is typically more damaging to you getting your motive met than if you're acting in the limitations of your core. So in other words, my core is, is fun. Fun is my driving yes. motive. If I'm uncommitted or I am dis disorganized, those are far less damaging of me being able to have fun than if I am abrasive, judgmental, passive aggressive. So secondary or other weaknesses tend to be more damaging than your core limitations. But you have to God. decide. It's your call. Like If you think something inside your core is most damaging, then that's what you should go with. That makes sense. So I have a I I have like one quick example, and yeah, then um, great. so I have a, a a person that I'm working with who's red. Yep, and she is struggling with confidence. Yes. So her limit she she says that she is not confident as a red. So it doesn't matter. I would just tell her, okay, we're going to start. You know, then she's going to pick. Yep. I'd like to listen more and understand more, or I'd like to be get more giving. Right. So yep. that's the way that works. Yep. That's exactly right. Whatever okay. the person deems as the thing keeping them from being their best self, that's where you start. Okay. And listeners, please understand that when I'm when I have a limitation, it is like drinking poison. It absolutely is destructive. No matter what you say, it doesn't matter if you want to put it off or excuse it or whatever, it is doing destruction to you. So the antidote is that vaccine that will actually take away the damages that are going on. So it's gotcha. a challenging process, but it's very, very fun. It's very fun in my mind because you can actually know you're improving your life and you're lifting your game as to what you can do for others in the process. Got it. Okay. So, so I also want you to know that some people, unfortunately, have experienced trauma in their life that sends them down a path that is not true to who they are. And I call that survival. Like they go into survival mode. Just to, just to exist. And kids that come out of broken homes or abusive homes, uh, uh, the trauma of abuse, those kinds of things that they're dealing with, being dismissed and not valued, any number of things like that. Please know that if you have been sent down a path that is destructive, you can find people who will love you and value you differently than what you experienced in your youth that can give you hope for, oh, I guess I'm not that person that I was trying to be to survive. I guess I'm more than that. It's okay, so Okay, can I ask a question here, cool. Taylor? So when you say trauma, so there's not a, I mean, I'm sure that there's levels of, of course, somebody who is physically abused right. as opposed to on the other end that, I mean, I don't like to rate it because I'm, I think anybody's trauma is their own call. Correct. Right? Like if, if I didn't feel seen or if I right. had a, you know, I, if I had a, a father who didn't value uh, yellow yes. or, you know, if I had a red father who didn't value yellow, right. I mean, trauma is not, 
is it on a, it, it, can I define that? Like whatever I, I didn't get as a child or something happened to me, it still can be called trauma. Right? Correct. That absolutely is correct. Okay. But I, and, and now watch the statement I'm going to make, which is so hard for some people that have been traumatized to hear, but I'm going to tell you this, that at the age of 18, once you are no longer the child, you have to put away what was done to you and own it as what you're doing to yourself. So at some point, as traumatized as you might have been, you have to say, okay, so now it's on me. Whatever was done is done. It was horrible. You have to face it and deal with it. But you cannot still keep blaming them when you're 45 for why your life is the way it is. That does not How work. do you help people do that? What do you tell people to do? Is it different in every situation? Uh, it's always different. It's always different. Okay. But first, you have to get them to understand that those are actions that were done to them. What they're doing to themselves now is more deadly than what was done to them. The person that did those things to them had no right to do what they did, but they're no better off holding on to it now. I, I still think about this woman. I, it broke my heart. She was raped by, she's a white woman raped by a black man in Africa when she grew up there when she was 14. At 65, she cannot have sex with her husband because she's so traumatized by what happened at 14. And I, was, I said to her, this is not right. You're still letting that man own you years, years later and hurting your husband as well as yourself. So you've got to start taking some ownership for the life you want to live despite the trauma you've experienced. I, I, can't, I don't know of a worse trauma than what people experienced in, um, in Auschwitz. I don't know right. a one. But why was it that some of them could find a way to bless others' lives when they were in that situation, whereas others just gave up. And they're the ones that made they're the ones that made other people's lives more important than their own, took responsibility for getting them through the day, and they survived because of that. So No, you make such a great point. I just was I was actually just reading or I re- I read and have read um that uh Victor Frankel, yes. you know, his and that's man's search for meaning. And yes. that's what his whole concept is, is that, and he also, he also said something I think you're hitting on that's really important that, that, that you are also bringing in your work is there's a place inside of you that nobody can, that's that, um, that free will or that agency that you talked about that yes. nobody can own Right. and getting back to owning that, because I think that's kind of what his message was, was, you know, they can do all this stuff to me, but they can't get inside of me and tell me how to think. Well said. That's right. And when you roll over and give that to them, that's on you. Yep. So obviously trying to build a foundation um, for a person to know that they are loved and valued and have legitimacy is a way you kind of start that that foundation again, because they didn't get that when they were traumatized and beat up and abused and ignored or whatever. Right. So that's how it starts. But you do have to take your own ownership at some point and say, what am I going to do? Now to embrace this as opposed to toss it, don't believe it, um, you're being phony, you don't really love me. Yeah, I mean, people have got to say, okay, I'm in. I'm going to make this thing better than it's been for me. And I've, I've seen mir- miracles, Kathy, miracles happen where people uh-huh. that were so badly treated treat others with such magnanimity. Uh, it's just amazing. Oh, so – Trauma is, you know, so, so you might not get over, I mean, it's not like you have to, to address all of that trauma to begin the charactered path, right? No, 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 no. And by the way, you may never even resolve all that. I, I mean, okay. It, no, you don't have to have done that. You have to be able to own, what am I doing to myself today 
because of it. If whatever you've taken on, like I'm going to treat people badly because I was treated badly, that's on you, not on the person that treated you badly. You mm-hmm. have to own that at some point. But, but the steps we're going to give you are the way you can actually embrace a quality of life that you didn't know when you were growing up, if you were traumatized. But even those of us that didn't have the trauma, we have the same work to do, right? Of evolving, growing, sure. getting better. So we start, I mean, we won't have much time today to get into it, but I'm going to start with one exercise for people to do. Uh, the right. first step is to value yourself. Um, it is a, a, a very, very exciting step of listing the 10 things you love to do most just because you love to do them. Just doing things I love to do. And I'm going to tell some great stories about this, how I've seen people's lives light up when they realized, oh my gosh, I haven't done that for years and I loved it. (laughs) Or I would like to try this, but I've never had the courage to even say it out loud. That kind of thing. Now, by the way, every step, not every step, but most steps, there's a color that champions that step best. And for the valuing self, that's the yellow gift. Nobody knows about valuing self as well as yellows who always find time to do the things they love to do. And so that's where we're going to go next time. Great. So for our, for everybody that's joining us, I mean, I think that's a great thing to do. I mean, just like even, you know, sit down and write down 10 things or five things, you know, see what you can come up with of what you love to do. Correct. You know, what brings you joy and what's fun to do. Is that the way you would say it? Right. Just because you want to do it. And by the way, then once you've listed those and you're right, blues often struggle to get more than five. Um, Yellows have 15, (laughs) but, but 25. Yeah. Yeah. When you're done, then prioritize your top five. Like what are the top five things that make you most happy? Okay. And we'll pick that up in our next podcast. That sounds great. Thank you all. It was wonderful again, Kat, as, as always, and very best of living. Thanks, Taylor. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye now. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.